Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of Down to the Nub Podcast. I'm in a little bit different of a venue because my house finally sold. I finally got paid for it. I'm out of this. And now I'm at my in-laws, which is actually really cool. There's a pool right on the other side of this covered patio and beer in the fridge. And I don't have to pay for really any of it. So I'm in a a good place right now. (laughs) You're like at a free resort. (laughs) Seriously. I love that. I got a pool, beer in the fridge, and I don't have to pay for any of it. (laughs) It's like the vacation getaway of a lifetime, except I'm with my in-laws, which to most people would be like, dude, you're with your in-laws. And for me, actually, it's really not that bad. It, It pans out pretty well for me. Yeah, for most people, that's like, this is what vacation in hell looks like. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Wait, mother-in-law right there? What? No. no oh, dude. I, I used to have my mother-in-law live with us. Yeah. She lived in our home. And um, that was that was, uh, that was was fun. <laughs> that was a fun experience. <laughs> yeah. Most people go, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just told myself it was a fun experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But how are you doing, bro? I I am uh, I am blessed as always, man. Uh, you know, just feeling good, man. Just feeling good. There's a, uh, you know, we always got a ton of shit going on in life, right? And uh, yep. you just deal with it, and you you roll with the punches as it comes along. You wake up in the morning, you put a smile on your face, and you go. Yep. And um, I've done that a lot this week, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel backwards. Uh, it's funny. My car was uh, acting up, and I got it all fixed and been driving around. It just started acting up again. So I am fed up with it. I'm looking to buy a car. But the crazy thing is is that I'm noticing um, – because I, I bought a lot of cars in my life. I, I think I've probably oh, yeah. owned over 200 cars. Um, and uh, now I'm looking online, and I'm trying to find a car, dude. I'm going, why is a 10- or 15-year-old car – with you know two hundred thousand miles on it, selling for you know nine thousand dollars, like this is stupid. What happened to the fifteen hundred dollar beaters you could get? Dump five hundred dollars into it and have it for five years, bro. That's what I've been looking for. Like, where is yeah. this, where are these cars? I mean, I, I tend to buy a car every year right now because I buy used cars. I'm a mechanic. I fix them myself. Blah 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 blah. But it's a hundred and freaking fifteen degrees out, and I don't feel like working on my own dang car. So. I'm just looking for something different and I'm, I'm, I'm at a place where I want to find something a little bit newer, a little bit nicer that I'm not going to have to play around with every other month. Oh yeah. Uh, and try and fix. So I don't blame I, I'm you. in the market for a car right now, dude, trying to find something. And, uh, uh, so that's, that's a little bit stressful in these times. Um, I was talking to one of my buddies that has a used car lot and he said this truck right here that I was selling for $15,000, uh, you know, two months ago now is selling for, you know, over $19,000 um, because you can't find trucks. Yeah. So trucks are just like houses out here in California. We have been beat out time and time and time again with offers. And it's crazy. Our realtor told us tonight when we went and checked out a couple other houses that uh, 
everybody, they had a big, huge meeting from realtors to lenders to escrow companies and all kinds of stuff. And they're, everybody's saying, this is busiest we've been in the last 30 years. Uh -huh. They're like, we're exhausted, we're tired. But then the next thing out of her breath was, but I'll take it because it's either feast or famine. And she does very well regardless because she's on the luxury end of stuff. Um, which is not what we're buying, uh, but uh, um, <laughs> but but she does very well regardless. But yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. She's just been crazy busy, and I mean yeah. values of houses have just gone up and up because it's a bidding war now, just like evidently it is with trucks. Yeah, well we're the same way out here. I mean, dude, all all of the people are just selling their houses like crazy. They're moving out here. Uh, our inventory is extremely low in the real estate market, so it's a total seller's market right now. Yep, and it it, it is just. You know, it's interesting because we talk about the, you know, the, almost like the collapse of the economy because of all this COVID stuff. And it seems like this economy is actually being boosted by it, which is just so odd. But mm -hmm. and it's 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 odd and it's frustrating at the same time because we're seeing so many small businesses losing their business because of the shutdowns yeah. and this, this absolute asinine bull crap that everybody's buying into and following. Um and it's and it's hurting so many people's lives, but we're also on the flip side seeing this economy grow where people are overpaying for cars and homes, and it's worrisome because when we come back out of this and people are back to work, like, what does this economy look like after that? Yeah, you know, where does all this go when people are buying? You know, it's almost like what was it, the uh, two thousand nine around that time when the crash happened? I think it was. Yeah, late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine. Yeah, and so it's almost like it's not as bad as that. We're not seeing that giant of a spike, but it's right. like we come out of this and people are no longer getting the government assistance, the quote-unquote free money, and they are, now they're having to pay these mortgages that they bought and overspent on and going like, well, shit. <laughs> like, Ooh, now I have to sell the boat just to make this month's mortgage payment. Yeah, or the people that aren't making the mortgage payment because they've been able to not have to make them because banks have been told they can't foreclose on people. Well, yep. guess what? As soon as that's lifted, guess what happens? There's going to be a mass liquidation of houses everywhere, and then the values are going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy, and I, I don't look forward to the to the uh, emotional, uh, you know, outcome of this from, you know, and the mental health outcome of all this. Um, I think that's grossly neglected in, in our society today. Yep. Um, having an understanding of the brain and what, what the, the uh, psychological damage long-term is going to be from this, you know, quote unquote pandemic or this, you know, over freaking out of whatever's going on. Um, I, I worry about that, dude. I really, you know, like, I, I am less concerned about deaths from COVID-19 than I am from deaths from suicide and from murder rates increasing because of this. Oh, yeah. Tensions and stress and depression and all of that are just at, at, at record highs, unfortunately, right now with everything that's going on. Um, and it's it's going to be crazy to see what happens. I mean, we sold my townhouse matching the highest that it was sold in 2006 at the height of the market here in Southern California. Crazy. We sold it for that same, you know, max amount, and it was crazy. Just, holy cow! What's that? You know, and I don't think we'll have another bubble, um, and I don't think you know the economy is going to collapse like it did in 08 and 09. But it'll be interesting to see in the next couple of years. Fortunately, we're blessed with enough that we made on the house. I mean, shoot, we made more than we bought the house for. <clears throat> that you know, yeah. down payment. That even if we lose a six-figure amount in value in our house, it's not going to negatively impact us, which is a huge sure. blessing. Um, so it's good, but Hey, you're actually going to have a new neighbor pretty soon, uh, because my uncle is looking, uh, in, uh, Queens Creek. 
Oh, Queen Creek. Yeah, well, that's way out there. That's like halfway to freaking Mexico, bro. Yeah, he, he's out there. One of my cousins lives there. I guess it was. Uh, oh, what's, <laughs> what's the? It used to have a. It's like a two. Uh, tan pack or tan tan. Not tan packs, but tan. <laughs> It's it's Santan. Santan. There we go. It had tan in it. <laughs> I got a buddy moving to Tampax, Arizona. Yeah, he pulled a, he pulled a, he pulled a couple <laughs> he pulled a couple strings and got a house. That's what we call Tucson, where a little guy cigar shop is. <laughs> so my lender pulled, pulled a couple Tucson. strings and uh, well, we we got it. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody that's listening to this, you're welcome for that one. I'm sure they're just dying right now. The visual, and, the visual's oh, got to be astounding. Yes, but he he's looking down there. But I guess part of that area was now I don't even know what it's called because I have Tampax stuck in my head. Santan, <laughs> Santan. Uh, I guess part of Santan is now Queen Creek or something to that yeah. effect. Because my cousin bought in Santan, but now he's actually technically in Queen Creek. I have no clue. But yeah, so so my uncle will be moving to Arizona. Well, I, I hope your uncle likes guns, and uh, I hope your uncle is uh, Republican. I hope your uncle is Christian, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we don't need more of the leftist liberal bullshit out here in Arizona uh, trying to bring their retarded, useless laws out here, increasing our taxes and taking away our rights. Uh, we just don't need that out here, so... If yep. he's that dude that uh, is is on our team per se, uh, we welcome him to Arizona. If not, yes. uh, <laughs> and he's, he's coming. He's coming from Texas to Arizona, so he's he's leaving one good state, coming to another one where all of his values are uh, personally lining up with the way we think they should be. Good. Good. Well, then welcome to Arizona, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> if not, get the out of here. There you go. But yep. uh, no, I want to kind of like you know uh, we were we were talking and touching on just kind of the mental uh, the mental anguish and everything that's going to be coming from this COVID nineteen and the the pandemic um, and the the lack of realization from our people in power of um, of of what this pandemic's really causing and, and there's a couple things I want to touch on. Um, number one, we're seeing this in our industry already, and I know that uh, we both have read the article from Half Wheel, which we we love Half Wheel. We appreciate all the information and keeping us up to date. Yep. And uh, tell me about it. Like, so recently there there was a there was a Half Wheel article that came out uh, about a shooting that happened um, at Cigars International. Yeah, and so what it sounded like happened is someone went into Cigars International was asked to put on a mask because of the regulations uh, and basically refused. And it escalated to the point where he pulled out a gun and basically tried shooting the employee that worked there. And clearly he's a terrible shot because he hit nobody, thankfully, which is a good thing. I don't think that was his intention. And, and, and to, to be fair, he went in claiming ADA. Uh, Yes. And he did. He couldn't wear the mask, and and from what it sounds like, Cigars International was actually very respectful of that and said, well, sir, we can't have you in here because of our regulations, but what would you like us to get for you? How can we accommodate you? They didn't just say, get the hell out, and it became this heated thing. So let's be clear on that because I got some more clarification from Patrick on that when we were talking. Uh, that, initially that, it sounded like it was a big escalation and tempers flare yeah, right? and, stuff. and it was like, I'm going to pull out a gun and I'm just going to fire off rounds. And at first I heard it yeah. and I thought, 
Well, I'm glad he didn't hit anybody, but the guy's right. a terrible shot. But I can understand, obviously, being ADA, me being in the event industry, you've got to make reasonable accommodations. And so, you know, I can understand that perspective. But share a little bit more about what you've learned about it. Yeah, I don't think he was a terrible – I mean, listen, I'm not going to argue if the guy's a bad shot or not. But apparently what he did is he shot two rounds in the air and then another one towards the employee that was approaching him um, outside. Uh, so – and then apparently he got uh, – you know, uh, approached by police down, down the way somewhere and got into a gunfight with police. So um, what I understand though, is that a lot of this stem from uh, there's a potential that from the information I'm getting is that he had just recently lost his job and some other things happened in his life all at the same time. Big stressors, big stressors. And it's like the guy just wanted to go in and grab some cigars uh, and, and try to have some sense of maybe normalcy in his life. And, you know, here he is approached with the, the bullshit, uh, the, or what I call the bullshit that is, is causing this situation for him to potentially lose his job and for other situations to come up in his life that are precursors to this overwhelming stress that a guy just mentally didn't know how to deal with it. And this is the way that he kind of wigged out, you know, disconnected and, yeah. It's really unfortunate because to me, again, here we are with a situation that we're so concerned with beds and hospitals and ventilators and all this stuff when 84% of the people dying from quote unquote, I know people listening to this can't see it, but quote unquote COVID related deaths are all 65 and older. Yep. So when we're seeing this high percentage of people that are all 65 and older, we're seeing such a low percentage of people, especially in the in the uh, 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 school going ages of, you know, oh, whatever, yeah. three to 18, we're seeing almost a 0% uh, effect on that. We're shutting down schools. We're all so concerned about it. And we're, you know, uh, doing these supposed Zoom meetings and stuff. I mean, I'm watching my kids on the stuff today. I'm going, my, my children, I mean, luckily my children are motivated and they want to learn, but like I, I can imagine most of these kids that don't have parents that care. Yeah. Um, they're not going to they're not going to learn anything from this time we're we're affecting the future oh yeah i hate to say it but like i'm i'm not concerned about right now i'm concerned about the future of this what is this going to produce down the road yeah and you look at that and i've talked with some other people my dad included in that because he's an executive director at a church or executive pastor at a church but he also is overseeing the um uh preschool and the child care and the learning enrichment center that they have there and I said, you know, what's what's your take on it? And he said, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the and obviously it's the state of California here where I am, you know, they're they're saying that this is going to be significantly detrimental to the educational process of students yep. you know, long term. And I said, yeah, and I agreed with him. I said, you know, the scary thing for me working in higher ed is there will be a generation and it won't be like, oh, a year to two years where the students there will be a generation of students that will get to junior high, then high school, then college and wherever they are right now in that process. And they'll get there and they'll essentially be lost and going, how do I do this? What do I do? Uh, you know, because you can't go back to remember in eighth grade history when you learned about the presidents and this happened and blah, blah, blah. And they'll go, no, uh, that was supposed to be two weeks after we left school because of coronavirus. And yeah, they're going to have to do makeup and stuff like that. But it's just like there's going to be an entire generation that essentially and no fault of their own is shortchanged on getting themselves set up for having the education and the foundation and the stability 
the knowledge of how to study, the knowledge of how to apply yourself, the motivation to be able to do that, because they're sitting and staring at a screen for school now. I mean, right. in California, the, the district that my boys go to, uh, they start next week. There's going to be three hours a day of screen time with the teacher doing Zoom meetings and all that. And I'm like, they're, and they're expecting kindergartners to do this. I was talking with a, another friend who has a kindergartner, and he goes, yeah, they're expecting – you know, him to sit in front of a computer with his teacher for three hours a day. I said, you're lucky if you're going to get three minutes. Right. Your gardener. Right. Yeah, I've got my daughter. My oldest daughter is like, I'm listening to, she's got one of her teachers. And all of a sudden I hear like, my name is Paco, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this guy is a guest speaker in there. And I'm looking over and he's like, this is my puppet. So, so I'm sitting here in the classroom by myself. So I'm going to have the puppet ask me a question that the kids would normally ask me. And I'm going to answer the question. I'm like, my daughter's a senior <laughs> talking yeah. to a freaking puppet. It's just like, uh, <laughs> that's rough. What is happening here? And, and the teacher is really cool. And he was really laid back. He's like, you know, the school's asking us to shut down the chats because we don't want this and that. The other thing He's like, but I'm leaving it open. Please keep it appropriate. Like he's giving a lot of trust to the children and to the kids that he's teaching. And I, I, I really admire him for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's great, but, I mean, listen. It's just you're you're going to see the long term mental ramifications of this, and and I I'm I'm really uh, I'm really uh, I'm I'm frightened for the people. Um, I I I can tell you this. I spend a I spend time deeply in prayer, and I know our Bible study as a, as a whole is all kind of in the same boat, man. We we want to pray for the people that are um, that are out there, man, because. Uh, I think about it, man. If somebody doesn't, uh, if somebody doesn't have God in their hearts right now, um, it's a very lonely existence. How are they getting through um, this? You, you just, you, you have. I think there's so many people that feel like they have nothing, and uh, you know, I feel blessed to have this group of men that get together every Wednesday night and we get to sit down and, and praise God. I, I feel blessed that we still have that freedom. And speaking of which, there's another thing that I wanted to bring up, man. Uh, did you see? Uh, did you see the speech or the address to the nation from Donald Trump recently about prayer in schools? I did not. Oh, brother, I got to send you the link, man. Yeah, Brother, I got to send you the link, dude. I was so amazed. And really, after I saw this, I, I messaged my group. I did a little Marco Polo crap where you stare at each other and do a video. Uh, and I, I said, man, listen, if, if, if I have any Christian brother or sister out there, that is not supportive of Donald Trump um, at this point after what he just did, uh, I really would be questioning your faith. Uh, he just came out and basically protected the First Amendment rights and said everybody, everybody has a right to pray in schools. You are no longer, it is illegal, it is against everything we stand for to tell a child that they cannot pray. Good. To tell them that they've gone hide. Uh, he had a couple of kids on there that were talking about, you know, situations where a principal or teacher told them, "Well, if you want to pray, you got to go in the corner and hide behind a curtain to do so." Yeah, that's where our schools are going, bro. Like that's what yeah. was happening, and I'm going. I, my mind was blown because I, I don't see that here. Um, no. I don't. I, I don't recognize that here. It doesn't mean it's not happening here, but uh, for our president to get up and say, "No, our First Amendment rights. Um, I am protecting." your right to pray in schools and that is made effective immediately uh that's huge bro massive <coughs> massive movement and uh i man i just i'm so in, in all this time right now i mean i think for 
for the leader of our country to recognize the power of prayer and that that is so, so just immensely needed. Um, I, I applaud him. Uh, you know, listen, I know I, I really wish he would just take away his Twitter account because he says a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. But uh, I, I applaud him for standing up and, and, and defending that. Yeah, and that's see, because when you and I were in high school twenty plus years ago, I mean, <laughs> I know, right? twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty plus years ago, when, when you know high school was happening, I was part of the Christian club on campus, and I had an amazing teacher. He was one of the math teachers who, you know, sort of sponsored his classroom and said, "Hey, you guys can come meet here." But there was a support. <laughs> there was knowledge, even whether you were one of the cool jocks, which I definitely wasn't, uh, or one of the you know scholastic academic students, or anywhere in between, or you were one of the West Lawners that was more of the the gothic look for the '90s, and you had the Doc Martens and the black nail polish and nine inch nails and all that fun stuff. Uh, there was just an understanding that that was okay. There was nothing wrong with that, and that being able to celebrate talk about and practice what you wanted to was absolutely allowed whether it was agreed upon or not personally by conviction there yeah. there wasn't this shaming or this oh i'm offended that you would even have that mindset it just didn't exist and now being where we are in the stage of life and having kids that are in school and having nieces that are in you know school and college and all those different things I, I can understand why my parents, when I was, you know, at that age, would look and go, man, it's just a different time. Uh, you know, things were so different in my day. And I'd look at them and I'd go, well, okay, how different were they? And they, oh, this and that, you know, different things, you know. And, and now I can understand why they had that mindset because I'm in yeah. the mindset, like, wait, what do you mean you can't go do that? What do you mean? I mean, I had a one of my months ago, uh, it was um, – one of the dad smoking cigar shirts on and my niece jokingly because she liked you know what was going on and all of that even though she was underage and all that and she said you know it'd be cool if i could wear something like that to school because my teachers would actually probably enjoy checking it out and i looked yeah. at her and I said sweetie i love you but i'm not going to send you to high school with a cigar shirt and and that's not just going to be that's i'm just not going to. i would <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I said, won't you get in trouble for that anyways? I said, because I wouldn't really. you couldn't have cigarettes. You couldn't, you couldn't have anything right. on shirt that resembled that. And she goes, they don't care anymore. I said, are you serious? And she goes, yeah, they don't care. We could wear basically yeah. anything we want. Right. What? Right. Yeah. So in some ways they've gone ultra restrictive. And in other ways they've gone, ah, just open the floodgates. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's 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 amazing how they want to scream for rights and for for, for protecting people and what they are their feelings and all this stuff, and yet they want to uh, squash and shut down other things. It, it's a selective, uh, it's a, a a selective channeling of people's rights versus just opening it up. And I mean, really, what is it hurting uh, for a child to to say a prayer before they eat in the middle of a cafeteria? What is it hurting for a child to say a prayer before taking a test? I mean, listen, if you think these kids aren't saying a prayer before their midterms or before their finals, you're that's out of your freaking mind. That's all they're saying is prayers. God, I did not study last night or ever right. give me the answers. Well, and, and look at our, our professional sports teams. I mean, how often do you see a guy, you know, uh, you know, you'll get the touchdown in in a foosball game, and and they, you know, they they point up to the sky, they give praise to God for the for the work. You know, it's like that's all right, but we can't have him praying in school. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, really, let's 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 sit back and think about this for a minute. And what is it hurting anybody else? Yeah. You know, if anything, it's a great, it's a prime example of of somebody who has a, a dedication and a passion to something that's bigger than them. Yeah, and I love it. And I do too. And and I'm gonna have to go back and and watch that address by uh, President Trump because yeah, it, it, it shift your mic just a little bit closer. Oh, okay. Is that better? Yeah. There we go. Um, but it, it's. Oh, now I can hear myself in your TV. Echo back just a slight bit. There we go. It's fun, uh, but it's it's re- reassuring. It's refreshing to be able to know that we're in a time where we are able to start getting progress back to where we were 20 years ago. When, let's face it, you go back to our childhood, our upbringing. Yeah, you know, kids of the 80s and 90s. We were the ones that rode in cars without seatbelts. We were the ones that rode our bikes without helmets. We were the ones, I mean, we had a podcast where we talked about all that kind of stuff. And for the most part, we turned out fine, but we were, we were the kids. <laughs> for the we most were, part. We were the kids that, uh, that had all those restrictions put in, restrictions put in place when we were at those ages. I mean, I remember getting picked up from school and, you know, my buddy's mom was like, Hey, I don't have enough seatbelts for everybody. And I looked at her and I said, okay. And she goes, no, it's the law now. And there was a cop that was in the school parking lot checking for stuff. I get it, kids' safety, all those kinds of things. But everything for our generation was more and more restrictive and more and more you can't do this. But there was still some appreciation of certain areas and allowances, if you will, for having a Christian club on campus and you know doing these different things. Yeah. But it, it's reassuring to see that at least in some of those areas, obviously I'm not talking about seatbelts, but in some of those areas where restrictions got so much tighter over the years, they're starting to realize the impact negatively that it's had on all these different, I mean, you look at all the different studies and we can go into and sort of it kind of piggybacks off of the Cigars International, but you know, not so much, but with well, school shootings and I've got tons of knowledge on that because I work at a university and, and just that stuff always fascinated sure. because I was in high school when Columbine happened and you look at what the pattern or the stereotypes for those shooting kids were and there were common denominators heavy violent video games absent father you know they were an outcast all these different things and it's because of those different decisions that the students were put into those pigeonholes and those boxes where they felt like an outcast, where they felt like they didn't belong, where they felt like they couldn't be themselves because things got more and more restricted. So hopefully with the way that things are going now, we can start to realize and when this COVID stuff is done, maybe there'll be a little bit more of a relaxation of like, hey, we just get to be together. So if you want to go and have your Christian club, go for it. If you want to have this club, if you want to have a club, whatever it is, go do it because at least we're together and we get to do those things now. And so hopefully some of these decisions that are being made now will start to get back to the way, you know, not a reset, but get back to the way things were 30 years ago when there weren't any of these concerns. When I talked about it on one of our last episodes that, uh, you know, the attack, the the direct attack on Christianity um, that we're seeing coming out of this, the the COVID-19 with the shutting down of churches, but allowing for, you know, masses of people to get together and protest, Um, you know, listen, I mean, I, I don't know since when um, some of these protests and, and listen, I'm not saying anything black lives. I'm not saying black lives matter isn't important. I'm not saying the movement's not great. Like that's all, that's all cool. But you look at it comparatively and you can, you can put a thousand people together in an area screaming and yelling and shouting and protesting, which we have the right to do peacefully. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and yet we're told that you can't put people in a church. 
like the one thing that like people really need. And that's one, not the one thing, but one of the main things is bringing people together. That's given them a purpose. It's given them a place to be and we can't put them there. And so it's like, then you go further and you see like, okay, well an LGBTQ club is okay on campus, but no, you can't have a Christian club. Right. It's like, really? So we can, we can promote and say it's okay to be gay, but we can't have, you know, people that believe in God assemble and get together and create their own church. Yep. Explain that one to me. Like, why, why is there that right for, for the squeaky wheel for, for the thing? And again, like this, that's your choice. That's your choice. But why is there that right? But there's not the right for us to get together and praise God. Yeah. Why are they, why are they shutting down the ability to, you know, like in California, you know, talking about that you can't sing, you can't sing praises and hymns and you can't go out there and scream. It's like, what? Yeah. Watch I I could scream all this stuff and hold a sign in a protest and yell and sing and chant and all that stuff. But when it comes to my God and it comes to my religion um, and the things that I believe in, I can't do these things. Explain that to me. Yeah. And, you and know, when did we get to the point as a society where, where one or two people that have whatever they feel is enough power can decide what is right and what is wrong purely based on their opinion not based off of anything other than purely their opinion. And how did we get so crooked? And I, I can tell you the answer from both our belief is you pulled God out of too much stuff. Yeah. You, it's been said for years that you pull the Bible and God out of schools. You're going to raise criminals who are then going to go to prison. They're going to read their Bibles. They're going to come back to God. If you would have just put the Bibles in the schools, you wouldn't have had them go to prison. When it's all about just education all around. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it, you know, we, 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 we obviously both very strongly believe in God and we both, yep. um, you know, we have our, our belief. Um, and I, I, I dare I say religion, um, because I, I think those are two separate, completely separate components and things. Um, but you know, in, in education and everything, I mean, why, why did we stop educating in finance? Why did we stop educating in, in oh, trade? You know, automotive is gone. Uh, you know, a lot of the music classes are gone. A lot of, you know, all these trades and, and uh, um, you know, job education and finance education, all that stuff is gone. And, and, then, and then when did we switch, like, in sex education to talk about um, things like gay rights and talk about things like gay? That, that has nothing to do with sex education. No. Um, I mean, look at some of the foundations of uh, home economics. And, you know, you can look at it. And, yeah. You know, Guys in high school, like, oh, you know, or junior high, I took home ec just so I could pick up on girls. Pick up chicks. <laughs> but, but you look at some of those things and – me a cupcake. <laughs> but you look at them and, and you see what they were teaching and what was going on. And it's clear to see since those classes have gone to the wayside. Look at where – I mean, you mentioned finances and things of that well, nature. Look at, look at where things have gone with people and their personal finances and living outside their means or beyond their means and how much – I mean, you go past any drive-through and the line is crazy long so you can get a, a $5 chemical patty from you know whatever yes. you feel like going through. Uh, and – and all of those things that were staples in part of our education, I mean, whether it was the flower babies or, you know, doing the dropping the eggs off the roof of the school and making sure it wouldn't, you know, break because it was a parachute. All the things that, that made, was fun. All, yeah, all the things that made us think doing the, the Pinewood Derby cars, the CO2 Pinewood Derby cars and seeing how quick they would launch and go down the track and the course and making yes. aerodynamics and all these different things that we got to experience growing up that they pulled out. 
everything got replaced by something else that was electronic and mind-numbing and and turning us all into I mean, turning our brains into mush and now we're trying to get back to some of those things look at how many technical schools have have started up in the last decade whether it's automotive whether it's mm-hmm. any of those different trades all those trade schools are taking off like crazy because actually the job market is in huge demand for those trades and they're trying to help people see that the last 20 years of brainwashing everybody you got to go to college you got to get a college degree you've got to go do this they've shortchanged other industries and now they're going no we really really need these industries to have people to work in them and they're actually paying better than people that have a four-year degree in biology or science or math or yeah anything and they're actually making more money for going to school for two years learning a hands-on applicable to society trade well yeah they're also not they're also not spending the money they don't have the school payments i mean yeah a lot of these guys are able to go to these trades and get that you know get that taught pretty quick and if if we're taught that in school i mean the way i always looked at it was like wood shop or you know uh, automotive or any of those things that were taught in junior high and high school i always thought it was a great person a great place for a person to get in and find out do i enjoy this before they decide to get into a career. And I think we had so many more people coming out of high school already knowing what they wanted for their career. And now you talk to most young children and they go, well, I really don't know what I want. I want to be a video game tester for the rest of my life. Like, bro, that's only going to last so long. Yep. But what do you actually want to do for a career and for a living? Because, you know, kind of like, you know, the guy comes out and says, I want to be a pro baseball player. Well, so few people can actually make it that far. Such a finite amount of people. Yeah, uh, can make it that far. So, what do you actually want to do? What are you going to do during that time? What are you going to do to get there? What is your passion? What do you enjoy? And a lot of these kids just go, I don't know. Yeah, because they've never gotten their hands on any of this stuff. And furthermore, I feel like a lot of our education in, in our in our school system has changed from factual teachings to opinionated teachings. And so now we look at things like our history. Our history classes are no longer teaching all the history; they're teaching their opinions on history. And it's almost trying to like guide these children to a certain direction or a certain way versus allowing them to take all of the information and make their own educated decision. And that's very, very sad to see and very frustrating because we have these young, fragile, developing minds and we just need to give them the information and we need yeah. to encourage these children and, and young adults to learn how to make an educated decision. But for so long, we've been training that differently. So then here comes mainstream media along. And they go, hey, here's facts, even though they're not facts, or even though they're a piece of the facts, but it's a guided decision to make to, to help influence a, a movement or a direction of the mind of the people. And that doesn't work. I mean, it works for an agenda, but it doesn't work for overall you know, long sustainability of a society because you take away the people's ability to make a decision on their own and they become sheeple. Yeah, an opinion becomes fact, and fact is now Correct. Uh, a a masked version of propaganda. When you get it down to it, it is a masked version of propaganda and a, a perspective from one side on what they want everybody to remember. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up and not to give my opinion one way or the other, but you look oh, at the – Give it. Give it. Everybody else is. I know, right? But the Black Lives Matter movement, they're tearing down statues of people who – thought the exact same thing they did slavery is wrong let's look at abolishing it It is not a good thing and they're tearing down statues just so they can say we're against government so we're going to tear down that person that was a figurehead in government because of you know of, of you know white 
privilege and this and that and all and, and then you ask them do you realize that you just helped deface or destroy or damage a part of history of someone that aligned their thoughts with yours right and they did it peaceably or they did it in a way that was constructive and they look at you with like deer in their headlights glaze over their face and they're just like wait what what but then they just excuse and they go well you know it doesn't matter we're here to prove a point but, it, but when did we get to the point where we ignore what reality is and we try and create our own reality and right. that reality is so far from what the true reality is but we're not yeah. willing to even see it and look people are probably going to watch and listen to this and go you guys are off base i don't agree with you and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that because we respect that we've said that in multiple different episodes that if you have a differing opinion great put it down in the comments let us know what is your opinion as long as it's not something that's attacking and it's sharing your opinion we want to know what your opinion is we welcome it because we're willing and open and able to have open dialogue and still respect each other's opinions whether we sure. agree or not but it's just crazy to me how you you look at something and they're presented with facts i mean it was hilarious to me when jay leno would do it or when uh, jimmy kimmel would do it and they would go out and they would ask questions they would say hey, yeah think of this policy by this person and they would say oh it was you know barack obama's when it was you know election time whatever it, you know barack obama was quoted as saying this yeah i completely agree with it i think that's awesome yeah. you know it was actually said by george bush oh you know you're probably pulling it out of context that's no i i completely disagree no, yeah. there, there's no way i would agree with that wait so because one person said it you don't think it's agreeable even though you just said that based on the facts that you presented i completely agree you're right. changing just because right. That's what society is done. We just decided we want to change because. Yeah. Well, and we decided we want to we want to vote a certain direction or we want to make a certain, you know, help influence a certain choice because somebody else said or because I signed up with this party. And that right there, when I when I was watching those, what you're just talking about, man, it, it's I laugh out of uh, I guess out of disgust. Because I, I would rather see a person say, listen, I don't, I don't know who made that quote, but holy crap. And then they come back and they go, oh, well, that was Hillary that said that. You know, and they go, oh, um, maybe I should dig a little bit more into this and understand who I'm actually voting for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Um, and it's against everything that I believe in instead of shifting their beliefs. And it's it's really sad. And And again, like I said in the previous podcast, like, you know, we talk about you can get in these discussions and then it becomes name calling. You know, as soon as somebody is out of any ammo or out of any sort of like opinion, because all they have the base on is what CNN told them or what their buddy told them while they were drinking last night. Um, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're out of ammo now and they go, well, well, you know, uh, Trump's just an idiot or you're an idiot or you're stupid or you just don't know what you're talking about. Well, awesome. I'm glad to so inform me. I'm here to be informed. I want to know. Well, I, you can look it up. Well, I have, that's why I have my opinion. What is yours? Tell me where you got your opinion from other than CNN or Fox or any of these mainstream medias or Twitter or freaking Instagram. Like dude, seriously, if you're getting your information from Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, like, and you think that stuff's not guided, you think that stuff's not like censored, yep. wake the hell up wake up i mean dude i put an ad out for a vehicle and you can if you put in there because of covid19 i'm selling this vehicle <laughs> they will censor you yeah they will yeah. pull down your ad for selling the vehicle uh, 
Are you freaking kidding me? Like, if you think it's the censorship's not out there, wake up. Go post something controversial that's against what, you know, Mark Zuckerberg stands for and see if it doesn't get pulled down. Like, really, guys? Like, let's be realistic about it. And it's and it's sad because it's at the point that, like, you almost don't know what to believe. And that's why I said previously, like, I, I don't look at anything. I, I try not to look at anything current. And I'll hear what's current, but then I look at the past to find the evidence of that. Yep. And because before we had this guided agenda, before we had this 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 route that we're going down, I want to see what the studies were before there was an agenda behind that study. I want to know what was being said before there was an agenda be- behind what's being said now, because it's always amazing to me to look at, you know, when we were talking about, uh, uh, was it last year or whatever, they're talking about how racist Trump is because he wants to build this wall and all this kind of stuff. And you go back and you look at Clinton and Obama and all these people they all that were the saying thing. the same damn thing. And you're just going like, wake up, people. Wake up. Do a little bit of research and go back and look at it. Like, have your own intelligent thought. And if and maybe, you know what? This is what I suggest. Have an argument with yourself. No matter what side you're on, no matter what you believe in, and it's not even about sides, like no matter what you believe in, have the argument with yourself. And if you can't have a, a definitive proving argument with yourself, you certainly can't have it with somebody else. Yeah, be devil's advocate with yourself and sit there and go, oh, yeah. well, I think that this and that and because of this movement and because of these perspectives, oh, but what about the other side? If I was on that side and that was – that's just how you and I were raised. Like when we think of doing something or we might say something, something, whatever it is, I was raised where it was one of those, put yourself in the other person's shoes and just think of what, what is their perspective? Walk, you know, walk a mile in their shoes. You know, you can't judge a person until you walk a mile in their shoes. And you know, there, there just is no sense of that at all anymore. And it's sad because there, there are, there's going to be, like with the education we talked about earlier, there's going to be an entire generation, and there already is. And it's it's people that sadly are, you know, my age. There's only a few years between us, but there are people that are my age that and younger that have just bought the propaganda hook, line, and sinker. And does it mean I don't like them because of their opinion? No. But it's just crazy how easily an entire generation can be swayed by a couple of people i mean let's look at it if you, you want to look at you know statistics and all those different things you go through any of the high schoolers that are that just graduated high school and you go to how old you are when you graduate high school and and where they were when barack obama took office they were all in elementary school they don't remember a single thing so right. their entire mindset of how a country is to run and how it's supposed to be presented and how a president is supposed to be was all from one perspective. I mean, I, I remember being a kid when Reagan was in office and, and all, I just, I, I remember there being changes, there being differences. Right. And there's nothing wrong with having multiple terms. I, I get that. But it, it's, it's again, it's one of those things where you can look at the younger generation now and say, like our parents said to us growing up, just wait till you get older. You'll understand why I say it the way that I do or why I, the why, why I see it the way I do. And right. it's because they've got the years and the experience of putting themselves in their own devil's advocate mindset and arguing through, going back to your point, arguing through one side and the other and going, okay, I, I can think through both sides. Which one do I want to adopt as being my own personal conviction? Correct. I can stand behind and be able to definitively explain why I stand behind it as opposed right. to – behind it because he said I should stand behind it. No, or just because. Yeah, or, or just because. 
well, because my, my friends all believe that way. So because, well, no, like make right. up your own intelligent thought and your mind for yourself. And it's it's funny. There's there's literally like a theme through everything we're going through right now, and it's it's being able to make up your own mind and apply yourself. Whether it was in all the hands-on trades that were in schools growing up when we were going through school, or politically or socially just be able to make up your own mind and, and educate yourself. And that's really the downfall of the last 30 years is people are being told what their mind needs to be and they're not educating themselves. Well, and it's crazy because <clears throat> I look back to just a, a recent, you know, a couple of years ago when we were talking about, uh, they were talking about increasing the uh, minimum wage and the biggest people behind that, the biggest fighters behind that were all of these millennials, right? Uh, and it's a lot of, a lot of the guys that grew up not learning economics. So this was like right after economics was, pulled out of the schools. So they're not learning economics, they're not learning finance, they're not understanding what it is to balance a checkbook, what it is to understand taxation and know those laws and figure all these things out. All they know is I want more me, 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 because we're taught a very selfish position. And I deserve um, it because. I just deserve it because, just because I do. What, what, and I remember, I remember I had my, uh, one, I had one of my cousins working for me at the time at my shop when I, when I owned my mechanic shop. And uh, he said to me, he says, uh, uh, who was it? Bernie Sanders that was running. And he says, oh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. I said, why would you vote for that man? And he says, well, because he's about free education. He's about, you know, taking uh, all the, the, you know, creating equality. We're going to take all of the uh, one percenters, the rich and their money, and we're going to disperse it amongst everybody that's poor and middle class. And uh, we're going to increase uh, minimum wage and all these things, right? That was all me, 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 me stuff that had zero education or any understanding behind it. And I remember looking at him and I said, let me ask you a simple question based on your theology and what you believe. Um, who would you work for? And he looks at me and goes, well, I'd work for you. And I said, really? Why would you work for me? And he says, because I like working here. I said, but then let me ask you this question. Why would I start this business? Do you realize the amount of money it took me to start this business, the amount of risk that I'm in on a daily basis, the amount of marketing that I have to put in, the time that when you go home, I'm still here? Have I ever gone home before you? Yep. And that I'm here till midnight and coming back at seven in the morning? Like, do you do you realize these things? Do you understand this? And so if you're making the exact same amount of money working for me that I'm making, developing and growing and taking all the risk of this business, why would I do that? Why wouldn't I just sit at home and make my $12 an hour like you do? And he says, well, I didn't think of it that way. And I said, that's the problem is you don't think. Yep. And I said, do you understand that by growing and increasing to a $12 an hour position from an $8 an hour position because you chose to flip burgers at McDonald's? Do you understand that that puts you into a different tax bracket and then your actual take home is less money? And do you also understand that that increases other programs that you yeah. have nothing to do with? And so do you also understand that that increases the cost of goods? Because when you have to pay people more, now you have to increase the cost of those goods to offset the pain of those people more. So now you're actually bringing home less money in your pocket because you've been putting it been put into a higher tax bracket. But your milk, your gas and everything that you use on a daily basis costs you more because we have to now offset paying you more so that you can just give more to the government. Do you understand all that? Oh. And he's like, oh, I didn't think of that. And I said, again, there's the problems. You don't think. You don't become educated. And so let's talk about the free medical system. Show me a country where that works effectively. 
that they don't have massive amounts of taxation to cover that, that you're not working for 40 hours a week so that you can take home, you know, five hours of that pay to try and pay your bills because you have free medical. So show me a country where like that's working that they don't say, well, you know what, you're older and here's a younger guy and our hospitals are full. So we're going to help the younger guy because, well, he's got a longer life to live. Mm-hmm. Why would you want people making a decision for you based on, you know, uh, uh, economics and your lifespan to decide whether or not you should, you know, you should get this medical procedure. Are you freaking kidding me? Like think about all these things, who's going to pay for these colleges. And then you also add up the total wealth of all of these higher income people the the, the top 1%. And did you divide that up amongst the, you know, 300 plus million people in the U S and realize exactly how many dollars everybody's actually going to get to put in their pockets. It's not enough for a freaking guy in the Dominican Republic to survive for a year. Yeah. And they live on $3,000 a year. Like, dude, mm-hmm. think about these things. Like this isn't common core math. This is actual math. This is real shit that you got to sit down and analyze and think about and go, how is that going to work? And even in his running, when he got asked multiple times of how are you going to fund this? There was really no straight answer or no, yeah. no game plan. It was just all to get the vote and say, hey, here's what we're going to do for you. And we're going to make it so you don't have to do jack squat. And we get to make all the decisions for you. The greatest thing that came out of all of that was everybody saying, oh, I'm a fast food burger flipper and I want to make $15 an hour. Or, you know, I'll, I'll start as a cashier was when the fast food restaurants put in the automated ordering system and it was self-service kiosk and you walk up because they realized I can pay someone for six months at that higher rate or in four months, I can take all of that money buy the machine and I don't need them. And it actually speeds up the time that it takes for the customer to get their food. So I'm now even becoming more efficient and they're like, wait, but you just eliminated my job. No, what, what they did was they went to the place where you forced them to go so that they could still offer you the burger. When I even told him that I said, dude, watch you vote this thing in, man, you help to push this agenda and you make this stuff happen, dude. And you are, you will be replaced by machines and kiosks. If a machine or a series of robots can build an entire vehicle, you really think it can't build a burger? Yeah. And at many times, I will tell you this, I would much rather have a machine build my burger because I know it's going to be right. It, and it'll look like the you know the way it's supposed to in the commercial. Like the picture. And not that yeah, run over under a car 16 times and, oh, here's your meat <laughs> and buns. And he tells me, that wouldn't happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and then the law passes. And there's the machines. I'm like, ah, interesting. Told interesting. If only somebody would have thought about that ahead of time. Yeah, right. you know, it's just so that's like a, a just a, a a current time, and it's not something we're in right now. It's something we're already past to look back on and say, guys, wake up! Like, just wake up and see what's going on out there. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy, dude. I, I it blows my mind. It it, it drives me nuts. Um, the, I, I just wish more people would just get educated and take their time to understand what's going on. I mean, we had a, a, a gym out here when they shut down all of our gyms for the second time, because for some reason they have a thing against people being healthy. Yeah. Right. Um, and so they shut down all the gyms for the second time and told them they couldn't be open. And a couple of the gyms were like, screw you. We're staying open and actually ended up suing and they just won. Good. Well, it's our still gyms are opening back here. What did Drew say Tuesday? They're opening up. What, what did Drew say? When are they opening up? here? 
Yeah, I think it's like Tuesday. They get to like they like today. The decision came down and they won because it's like, bro, really? It's still considered really? healthcare. It's taking care of yourself. Oh man, it's just well, okay. We're gonna shut down churches and gyms, like <laughs> the two things that make people healthy. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's one person, and I've mentioned her before, uh, Tommy Laren. You know, she's in Tennessee or wherever she is now. I don't even know. And they closed down all bars at 10 p.m. And I loved her response to that. And she goes, yes, because clearly people are less healthy after 10 p.m. than they are at 9.55. And so they're going to close down the bars because they're just going to spread more germs after 10 o'clock. Like, really? How does this even make sense, people? And we're just going right along with it. And it's that kind of mindset where it's, well, this makes sense, but this doesn't. Well, why doesn't this make sense? Because they told me it doesn't make sense. Does it actually compute and does the data back up that doesn't make sense? Well, no, it's just what they told me I, I have to do. Well, then no, argue it. And I'm glad that the gyms fought back and said, no, it's actually personal health care and well-being. I mean, mm-hmm. the the chemically it's proven scientifically working out the endorphins that are released and the release of stress and the mental stability and how you always just, after you work out and exercise, just feel this sort of like positivity of like, Oh, that felt good. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm sore, but it felt good to go do that. That is re-energizing and necessary for us mentally. And well, beyond that, for the, the health of it, man, I mean, think about yeah. when you get, like you get a cold or you get a flu or something like that. And if you actually get out of bed and work out and sweat it out, sweat it out. Yep it goes by so much quicker. Like your body needs to release these toxins and needs to get that. And listen, I'll be honest. I'm not the dude that goes to the gym, but (laughs) I'm going to, I need to, uh, now that I'm not wrenching every day and lifting transmissions and doing all that kind of stuff. I really need to, but I know the health benefits of it. And I know how that keeps a person's immune system stronger. It helps the body to fight more. And isn't that what we need right now? Yep. Isn't that what we need right now? So why, I mean, just, it makes it, I I don't even, I I have no words for it because it just seems like, it's just like, to me, it's just so dumb that there there aren't even words for it. (laughs) (laughs) It just, and I I don't mean to call people names or anything, but like, it's dumb. Yeah. It's stupid. It's like these people are are cutting open their skulls and taking their brain out and leaving it at home and then coming in and making these decisions in, in our in our offices and going like, well, this makes sense because I have no brain. Yeah. Well, uh, why did they do this? Uh, I don't know. It does not compute factually. Oh, right. so it doesn't com- No. And it's, it's literally like a bunch of robots. It doesn't compute. It doesn't compute. Well, of course yeah. it doesn't compute because two and plus two is never going to equal five, even with common core. Yeah. I, I just. <sighs> so what are you smoking on tonight? We didn't even talk about that. I don't know, man. I don't even know anymore. I forget what I'm smoking on. It doesn't compute. You left your brain. It out doesn't compute, bro. You know what's funny is you talk about not computing. And I'll, I'll go into what I'm smoking on, but this came in my head for some stupid reason. It probably has nothing to do with anything. Uh, but I remember uh, being in algebra, getting arguments with my teacher, um, and they were teaching all the algebraic equations: what you do to one side, you do to the other, yada yada yada, right? Uh-huh. And I said, well, then <clears throat> if I can prove to you that six equals zero mathematically, <clears throat> can I get an A in the class? And of course, the teacher wouldn't agree to it, but they were curious. How do you prove that this six equals zero? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we, we all agree mathematically what you do to one side, you do to the other, right? And they said, yeah. And I said, okay, well, you write it out, six equals zero. And I said, okay, let's subtract three from both sides. 
And they said, okay, well, now negative three still doesn't equal three, so that doesn't make any sense. I said, well, what if you square both sides? Well, negative three times negative three is nine, and three times three is nine. Nine equals nine, so therefore six equals zero. Yep. So think about that. Like, So you can twist and you can manipulate any rules and laws that are out there to make it seem like whatever you want it to be, right? And that was kind of my point. Like, yeah. I can twist and manipulate these laws to prove to you the laws of algebra and the laws of mathematics and what you're teaching me to prove to you that six equals zero. That doesn't make it right. No. But I can, then, twist, I, can, I can adjust and twist the laws to make it right. Yep. Because any logical person will look at it and go, well, six doesn't equal zero because there's six steps in between sure. and it doesn't make sense and yeah but it, it, it's exactly and it doesn't that. equal zero but just because nine equals nine because i twisted the algebraic laws <laughs> doesn't mean that six equals zero still yes because nine and nine are equal but nine and nine aren't zero nine and nine aren't six and six isn't zero right so it's just I, I don't know it came in my head and it was like oh that was a fun time but uh what am i smoking on i am smoking what am i smoking? i don't even know what i'm smoking uh the what am i smoking sereno Real, uh, royale connecticut Oh, that's a good stick. I haven't had that one in months. Dude, Sereno is one of those brands that um, I love and I've always loved uh, and is completely underrated and just completely not known about. Most people don't know it. Um, they're a little bit more popular for the Wayfarer and the recent Taino. Mm -hmm. But uh, this the whole Sereno Royale line, man, from the Connecticut to the Medio to the Double X Maduro, dude, it, it is just it's such a complete nice line and they got these beautiful piano finish uh boxes with some nice banding that just stands out and i'm actually really grateful because uh little guy cigar shop brought them in yes um, they were offering to everybody out there on their online their website littleguyscigarshop.com which by the way you can use cm10 code and no they're not a sponsor of the show but i just love michael wells and i appreciate that he's brought in a great brand called sereno and uh, to share with everybody I mean, like I told you before, you know, we started recording this. I, I ordered from him and got some of the house sticks, uh, which are actually from APS, which is the parent company oh. of Sereno and all that. And I can't wait to try them out uh, because I've had everything that Sereno, you know, makes. And it's just like, OK, if it, that's coming from them, it, it's got to be good. And who cares that it's a, you know, a, a sub three dollar cigar? We know that it's aged tobacco and it's going to yeah. be good. So, yeah, I'm, good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Very good. What are you puffing on there? I, I'm I'm puffing on one I stole from you actually when you were here in California you opened your you stole from market. me I did I, well I you you gave and I didn't give back so I stole <laughs> uh, this is the uh, Gran Habano Gran Reserva number five from 2012 Ooh. it is phenomenal Ooh, that is a very good cigar man it is uh, very good the smoke output I mean I haven't had to touch it up nothing it's just it's it's a sweet spot cigar for me. Yeah, I'm having to touch mine up, but that's just because I'm I'm, I'm yapping too much, not puffing enough. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of what happens. You know, listen, I got to say something, man. I, I love the way that, uh, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to like brag or toot our own horn, but I'm loving the way that the podcast has been turning out. You and I kind of got into this, and we said, you know, this can be fun. Let's bring the community to everybody, um, and let's just kind of see where God takes this. And it's funny because I know the last couple shows. Um, that we've had as our pre-records, uh, we've kind of gotten political, we've gotten opinionated, and um, I, I personally, I haven't seen any hate mail yet, which uh, no. kind of surprises me, to be honest with you, but uh, I, I think so many people in the cigar industry are like-minded, yes. um, and it's, a, it's a fresh voice. Our tens of listeners agree with us. Yeah, yeah, our tens of listeners, which, by the way, our, our viewership and our listenership, you were telling me before the show, is increasing drastically, and I want to say, everybody, thank you so much for, yes. for 
you know, the opportunity to, to be in your ear, to be in your car as you drive to work, um, you know, for, for you to see our ugly faces on YouTube as we do this, um, or at least mine, you're beautiful. Um, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it does. Um, but I, I just want to say thank you to everybody for that. Cause I know that, I know that y'all are out there sharing this. Um, you're, you're exposing other people to it, um, because obviously you're enjoying it and we, we appreciate the support so very, very much. And, um, I'm humbled and, um, I'm blessed to, um, have every one of you uh, a part of this. So, uh, that, that excites me, man. When you tell me about the numbers, cause I'm not the, I'm not the bleep bloop digital guy. Yeah, uh, but when you tell me about all that stuff, man, that, that's exciting, dude. It's just I, honestly, I don't care if one person's listening, um, but I I appreciate that a lot of people are listening. Yeah, if you look from where obviously where we started to now, I'll, I'll give you numbers that that don't make sense. We're we're hundreds larger, hundred times larger, three hundred times larger than we were when we started, but three hundred times zero is still zero. So all right, we, <laughs> we're at zero. Because <laughs> three hundred equals zero, um, but but you actually three. It's funny because never mind three. <laughs> now you got me stuck on the three, and then you subtract it, and then so you want me three, to prove it algebraically? <laughs> three hundred equals zero too, um, but <laughs> but we have grown uh, in the few short months that we've been doing this. I mean, it, it's going by quick. We're on episode twenty six now. Uh, but you know, we have grown and, and I'll echo what you were saying is it's, it's humbling. And that's the word that we use a lot here. And I don't ever want it to become a cliche word for us, but we truly are humbled at the feedback, the response, the, the viewers, when we release our episodes, you know, on YouTube or, you know, all those different platforms that you can listen on the podcast and the live yeah. on Sundays. I mean, the lives on Sundays are getting more and more fun and they've been fun since the beginning, since oh, the first yeah. But they're getting more and more fun, and the the guests that we're having on, the people that we're attracting, and I, I mean, going through and looking at our calendar, you know, for the next month when we sat last Sunday and went through, okay, we've got this person and this person and this person, you know, we've got the next multiple multiple weeks all booked out. It's like this is just fun, and it's getting more fun, and we're having you know people, oh hey, I, I heard this or I heard that one, and you know there have been other Facebook groups that have started after we started. And, you know, JT Baker is one of them. And he's got his, I think it's cigar questions and answers with good friends. I think it's what the group's called. Uh, and it's a public group. And he's, you know, he smoked a Taino yesterday or the day before and posted, yeah. hey, taking this down to the nub. And it's just cool to see how people I have love it. grabbed onto it. But that's what I love about the difference between, and we've said it the last few weeks, what I love about the difference between Sundays and here with our pre-records is Sundays is the you know entertainment get to know people in the industry. Yeah. Thursdays is get to know Brandon and Tim. Thursday is just hang out, no agenda, literally no agenda. We there are no show notes. It should be pretty obvious by now after 26 episodes that we just talk and that's just how it goes. I was looking for my notes. I can't find yeah. them. Mine got, <laughs> mine got deleted. My computer said it didn't compute, so I just. It, <laughs> you guys are idiots. My computer said. <laughs> yeah. But but it's fun because. Honestly, these are the episodes when I look at the metrics and the data of what's going on. These are the ones that are actually getting uh, more listens than our Sundays when I download the audio and put that up on the podcast platforms. These are getting just as many, if not more listens, because I think people especially and we've talked about it ad nauseum for the last number of months with COVID, people just want to have that connection. And so it's cool that we get to just talk and people get to hear our conversations 
and they feel connected to us and it's awesome. And, and we're still at our core. We are a community of cigar enthusiasts that support the community of cigar enthusiasts. Yeah. That's just what we are here down to the nub. But I love that we are different than really any other show that's out there. I'll put the, the air quotes and show uh, that's out there because they're putting out with guests or this kind of content or a more produced and that's fine. That's their style and they're doing great with it. We've got our own unique flavor and flair as being part of the collective smoke and the podcasts that are there. We're the only one that does video and YouTube, but we've got our own flavor and flair and we've got the personal touch that you yeah. get more in a podcast. And we've got the live podcast live show that we do on Sundays. And I think it's just what's been that formula for us that has just helped us really become adopted by so many people. I mean, the fact that we get other reviewers and show hosts that are tuning in live on Sundays and that are commenting when we post, awesome. it's just cool because yeah. we understand it's not a turf war, but it's, it's fun to see that truly our, our goal, and I don't want to say ours because God put it on our hearts, but what what he put sure. on our hearts to design this to be has exactly come to fruition where it is the cigar community supporting each other. <laughs> and and I just love it. And it's only getting more fun. Well, and, and listen, and, and you as a listener, while you know, while you're 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 hearing this and supporting this, um, I, I would love comments. Um, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, you know, please share with us, like, you know, give us a topic. Uh, something that you would love to hear our opinion on or just, you know, some information on. I mean, this isn't always just about opinions lately. It has been because there's just so much going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I would love to 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 know what you want to know about. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we're educated on and there's a lot of stuff that I would love to be educated on. Yeah. I want to know what you would like to hear. And so please uh, do us a favor. Post a comment in here. Uh, apparently, there's something the way you can you can leave a, a audio message too. Um, I'm excited to use that um, at some point. But um, you know, leave something for us. Uh, give us your opinions on something. Uh, let us know just where where you would like to see this go or what you know a topic. Um, literally, I think you and I talked about it before the show that we're just gonna you know let's let's at least cover some of the cigars international news that came through. Mm-hmm. And that was all we said about before we come on the show. And so just even just a little snippet of something that's that's available, that's out there that you saw, you're concerned about, or you want more information on, uh, let us know. We'll find a guest if we need to to, to yeah. uh, drag some more of that information in. But we just want to be here to see, you know, exactly the things that you want to see. Uh, we're, we're, we're more than happy. And again, like I said, we're humbled to have you here. And we'd love to have a conversation with you and bring more of what you would like to hear. Um, Cause we love it. I mean, this is, this is just fun, man. I, I love the conversation with you on my Wednesday nights, man. And um, just knowing that this is getting out there and other people are getting to hear it um, and getting to participate and, and uh, being a part of that. Um, whether you agree with me or not, I, I just hope that, yeah. I just hope that it impacts your life in some way. Um, at some point, because I, I, I truly believe that this is guided by something bigger than me um, that I call God. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I know this is guided by that. So I know that every episode that we do is meant for at least one person. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the biggest blessing uh, that anybody can ask for. And, 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 and I also want to say, man, I'm grateful for you as a partner, Tim. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm so blessed to have have met you to have you in my life and that, you know, we both had separate ideas that came together to create 
whatever this disaster is that we do on a weekly basis. Yeah. And, and it is fun. And, you know, and, and I agree. It's, it's crazy. You sitting in your recliner two years ago or whatever it was two years ago, jumping into what I was doing at the time and, and what God has allowed to happen. It's a huge blessing and I, I love it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the only way I can say it is it's fun and it's crazy that we're just along for the ride to be a part yeah. of it and, and it's fun being along for the ride. And, and I'm going to go back to a little bit ago when we were talking about struggling and mental challenges and depression and different things like that. If any of you listening right now are struggling with that, are going through that more than the entertainment value, more than the funny stories, more than the goofy stuff or the politics or religion or whatever we talk about. If you are in a place where you don't feel like you have someone that you can talk to, please reach out to us because we would much rather spend time talking with you and making sure you are okay, regardless of the situation. If we're even familiar through personal experience or not, we would much rather sit and talk with you to make sure you're okay than ever produce another one of these podcasts because yeah. – Everybody that listens is more important than the podcast and everybody yep. that pays attention to what is going on is more important than what's going on. And so yep. if you need that, please reach out. You can DM us. You can send us an email info at down to the nub.com. Please reach out because we are here to support you. And if we can't to the best of our abilities, support you in what you need, I guarantee you we've got a network, whether it's on the faith-based side with pastors or whether it's people that have been through similar experiences, I guarantee you we can connect you with someone that can help you, whether it's just listening to what you need to say and understanding from personal experience or to, you know, actually emotionally, mentally supporting you and giving you help. That's what we are here for. So please don't be afraid to reach out. If you need someone to talk to, we will absolutely make and take the time for that. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, brother. And uh, listen, guys, I think this is a great point for us to to wrap this up for this week. Um, I'm so super blessed to have every one of you in our lives and, and to be a part of this. Uh, please give us a follow on Facebook, you know, Instagram, Twitter. You know, any of those, um, you can see it right there. We're on there down to the nub. Uh, if you feel like supporting the show, please do so, man. Jump on Patreon and uh, at down to the nub. Give us uh, some support. Uh, we're working on some really cool stuff. It's on its way. I promise this stuff is coming. Uh, this COVID stuff has really put a kink in getting some of these items done, but it is happening. And there's some really cool stuff coming down the pike for all that stuff. Make sure you're joining us on YouTube on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific time. We have a lot of fun. Uh, this last episode was really, really great. Um, and some, you know, just a great story and support um, of, of, a, of a gentleman's uh, family mm-hmm. uh, with his daughter. And uh, that's super cool to be, to, to be able to just have an opportunity to spread that word and, and hopefully uh, get some support there. So um, give us a follow there. Uh, you know, make sure you're liking the videos, ringing the little bell thing. I, I think all you gotta do is click. It doesn't have to actually make a noise. So I don't know why we call it ringing a bell, but it does something. It sends ones and zeros some way to you to let us know. I think that we're getting on at the time we're getting on. I think it's what it does. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. When you ring the bell, click the bell. When, when you when your mouse goes click, click, it lets you know when yeah. you go live uh, on Sundays. And then it also lets you know See, when you post new content. That's what it does. <laughs> I'm not the bleep bloop guy. So, uh, but again, like we appreciate you guys so much. We appreciate the follows, the supports, the shares. Uh, just letting people know that we're here. And as we continue to grow, man, this is exciting. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to where God takes this. 
and where God takes all of us together. So thank you guys all so much for tuning in, for being a part of that. And um, we just hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we get to see you on Sunday. Yep. We will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. 